I had oh, the no. I had the hot nuts, dude, for at least forty five minutes. Wow! I took the baby wipes. I was wiping my balls with the baby wipes. <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm a Dogecoin thousand air, guys. I don't know about you guys. Same but... here. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm riding that wave, too. I got 3,800 Dogecoin. That's pretty good, dude. You're sitting on, like, yeah. 2K or something like that? Close to it? It's like 1,500. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, respect my authority, Bobby. <laughs> You're talking to the upper Doge class here, dude. Oh, boy. What, <laughs> what is Dogecoin doing now? It's always so up and down, I never know what to It's at 39 cents. 39 cents. 39 cents. Yep. All right. I've okay. had up to 4,000 Dogecoins, but it, my uh, my paper hands won't allow me to hold it. If you don't know what that means, look into it, guys. I got them diamond hands. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Fortunately, we all know what that means now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, keep at it. You'll be able to buy a graphics card at some point. It's true. It's true. Eventually. Dude, I have a brand new computer sitting there for a week, dude. I haven't even been able to open the box. Oh, My that... Alienware fucking <laughs> R12 is sitting right there. Oh, Actually, I have, I have a reason for that, but we'll talk. We'll get into that later. Okay. Well, before we do get into it, let's mention some brand new patrons that we have. Darth Duck up in his patronage. Thank you very much. Thank you, Darth. Very cool. And also Jamie. <laughs> and uh, I think the reason they're upping theirs is because of our Not Safe for Work podcast. Jamie uh, messaged me on the Discord and he said, hey, I just upped mine to $5. Can you send that? I said, sorry, dude. You got to up it to $10. <laughs> so I don't think it came in in time. He, he came in after the wire. But a lot of people are asking me, Hey, is it too late? And maybe when I said a week, you know, by the time you guys heard that, it was like four days. I meant like a week of actual runtime. So you still have time. If you were to if you were to up, upgrade that, I think you still have plenty of time to listen to that episode. But it will be this deleted very soon. <laughs> Bobby's shaking his boots over here. <laughs> All right. All right, let's talk about some video games. Um Lots of stuff on the radar. I'll just start out with what I've got here. So the Star Wars sale is happening. May the 4th is coming up. Steam always does this Star Wars uh, Star Wars sale during that time period. I've got almost all the Star Wars games I've want, I want, although there's a few... Um, I don't want, but don't own, <laughs> but I need them. Well, there is one. There's uh, the Force Awakens, the Lego one. I'd love to get my hands on that. Um but also, don't underestimate the Star Wars pinball games. So Pinball FX 2 or 3, I'm not sure which one it is. I've already got, like, the initial pack of that. Uh, there's a second pack that, I don't know, I may consider picking up. It's actually not very cheap, unfortunately. Um, but these are great, man. The Pinball FX games um, are really good. I've talked about them before. And you get a, you can buy these packs that will give you sort of a skin or a theme to it. Um, I really like the Return of the Jedi one. It's Definitely more right. than a skin. I mean, it's a level or a, mm -hmm. a world, if you will. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the entire pinball machine is what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Wait, great. Isn't there a version of Star Lego Star Wars that is all the Star Wars movies together? So there was one called uh, Lego Saga. 
the complete I believe, saga. The complete saga, but no, that, see, that's what Leslie had, and she finished that. But that didn't include the three new movies, mm-hmm. which is now going to be re-released with all. Oh, and they're doing a um, a remaster of all the old content and putting it all together. And I believe it's called the Skywalker Collection or something like that. So it's nine movies. And all the old shit is remastered. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you just give it to your four-year-old kid, and then they play it until they're eight. Yeah. You know. Well, the real problem with the Star Wars Complete Saga is that it's pretty old. So the Lego games have really jumped leaps and bounds, and you're like, well, how could they? They're kind of the same thing over and over again. I, I think the first one that I played that really opened my eyes to this was the Jurassic Park one. It had this persistent world or it had this world outside of the levels that you wander around and yeah exactly a hub and you'd get these upgrades or you unlock these areas um and it would you know give you cosmetics or access to new things and then you would go into the levels and you can play through each movie just like you normally would so the lego games have really come a long way uh so when you get some of these older ones and this is just what 2016 that this came out yeah so it's not that old and hopefully i mean one can wish right when they remaster the old ones, hopefully they put some of the newer mechanics into the old games. That's asking for a lot. We're probably just going to get graphics and, um, you know, uh, other little bells and whistles. But I mm-hmm. doubt they're going to, you know, infuse newer mechanics into those old games. It'd be nice, though. Maybe yeah. it's not as hard as I think it is. Me being a master uh, coder and all. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm probably going to play a Star Wars game, hopefully if I have the time, you know, for the holidays. I really want to go back and play some of the old ones. But I realized I haven't played The Force Unleashed, the first or second one, in a long time. So maybe I'll pick that one up. But they've got some great prices here. Did you ever play the new Battlefront? The new one? Battlefront Battlefront 2? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I thought about installing that. The game's huge, though, so I always got to clear space for it. I may install that. Yeah. I, I I always do that. I play it for about an hour and then I'm kind of over it again. But I, I do really like that game. Even what about Squadrons, probably. Squadrons, yeah, maybe. I, I feel like I played Squadron. I played Squadrons for two hours and I was like, "All right, I got the gist of the game. This is gonna get boring." <laughs> like it's it's pretty bad unless you have what? VR. What? Unless you have VR, it's bad. Oh my god, Christian this is the worst it. thing you've ever fucking said out loud, dude. Jesus. It's ban yourself. <laughs> if it, dude, if it's not DACA Squad and has a 40k orc flying the uh, squadron, he's not into it, man. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want. It. I don't want. <laughs> it. He doesn't like the stock. No, no, no. I, uh, I, I, I. It's Squar- Star Wars Squadron. I can see how people like it, but it's literally a game where you can like play two rounds for like 30 minutes and then walk away. Like you get and, it. Like completely forget about it. Yes, that's why it's good. There you go. You know, it's, if you have VR, it's great. Um, I will go next uh, because I have to. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds is now officially out. Uh, I played it in alpha or very early beta on Epic. Um, it was just a free-to-play weekend. Uh, and, it you know, you could definitely tell it was early. Uh, but there was a lot of potential there. If you're a fan of the first movie, like the the game, the level that they let you play is exactly the first movie. I mean, it feels, looks, tastes just like that first movie. Everything. I mean, you're like, what the fuck? Except for the characters, you know, they use the likenesses of the of the Marines or whatever. Uh, there's no Arnold Schwarzenegger, but um, 
yeah, you you know, you're in South America, and that'll. I'm I'm talking like nostalgia, like crazy when I was playing this. Um, unfortunately, when I played it, you know, it was full of bugs and just weirdness. People, you know, you couldn't connect. You had to wait till for seven minutes, but you can't fault the game for that. You know, in, in that state. Um, right now, the the reviews are at seventy percent positive on on Steam, seventy five percent, I believe, um, which is not bad. So, if you're a huge fan of Predator, um, I think it's probably worth checking out. Forty bucks is a little little pricey. No, forty Canadian, thirty American. Oh, thirty American. You know, if you had a group of friends, I would, and you're all friends, fans of Predator. Who is it? Who whoever's like. I hated Predator. Uh, get that shit I away from me. I hate Predator. Aliens. Literally no one ever said, I don't like Predator. It's one of the m- movies that ha- uh, holds up more than anything. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, under those circumstances, I think it's worth it. It looks it looks fun. I think it'll be pretty cool if like, maybe they had like a free weekend now, now that it's out. Yeah, that's um, how, how they'll boost sales. I, I Sorry, I didn't even explain what it is. It's an asymmetrical... Um, Multiplayer games, yeah. So one person is the predator, four players playing together, much like um, uh, Evolve. Evolve. Yeah, yeah. Evolve. Uh, but it wasn't as bad as Evolve, uh, from what I remember. You know, the humans have these goals to do, but it's in a much smaller area than the Evolve, where you, you just ran for fifteen minutes before anything ever happened. And um, hmm. yeah, either one side wins or the other. How many people are playing this game? That's the real question. That's the real question. Yeah, because if you don't have that player base, today's peak, 275. Oof. oof. All right. That's a big 20, old oof. 20,000 owners and only 250 are playing. Yeah, worldwide. It's unfortunate. That's All-time peak? The, people Christian? don't want to play these games. Like, I never see this type of game do well, where you have a 1v4 situation. Well, there there was uh, Friday the 13th and... Yeah. Um, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. I think those worked a little bit better. But that still, I think, there was something about that game. People kind of played that almost for the memes, I felt like. I don't I don't know. But there was something about that It's also that very game. scary, you know. Like, the game tries to make, like, it's yeah. supposed to be a scary game compared to, like, Predator. Where, like, but I wouldn't jungle. consider that a AAA game. It seems like mm-hmm. anytime they try to make this concept AAA like evolve or predator hunting grounds it just doesn't work or maybe all it's the time, price point could be the price point 30 bucks oh no because twenty thousand people own it dude which is like i feel like that's like gym memberships do you know that only 25 percent of people that own gym membership go like steam's just like selling tons of shit and nobody's playing the shit that they're buying mm-hmm. it's insane yep. all-time peak was 275 people how is this possible <laughs> All right. No clue. So uh, my game that I was playing is called. Oh, not playing. The one on my radar is uh, Thymesia. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, essentially, it's a what everyone's calling it is the Bloodborne for PC. But when you look up every article, it's like Thymesia, the game that's not only Bloodborne for PC. Um, for those who don't know, Bloodborne is very different from um not very is really different from um souls like or souls so uh dark souls you know same uh same publishers and everything 
um, because there is no defense. There's only dodging and attacking. There is no shields. There's no heavy armor or anything like that. So Thymesia looks like a little bit faster paced dark, uh, like Souls-like game. Um, Souls-like games are always, I don't know, entertaining to me at least. So I'm definitely going to check this out once it comes out. Yeah, I feel like the, the games that have shields and flat-out blocking, um, the moves are a lot more deliberate and kind of slower feeling. But when all you have is dodging and and parrying, even if they give you that, you know, you got to be quick on your feet. I mean, both of them, you have to be quick on your feet. But uh, there's something different when you're dodging and, and parrying as opposed to just raising a big-ass shield. And yeah, like in Bloodborne, you get a gun and a and a weapon or a two handed weapon, and the gun is supposed to what staggers your opponent. And different guns have like different ranges and stuff. So, there, like I said, there's no there's there's one shield in the game, and it instantly breaks if you get hit. This looks awesome. But, I mean, yeah. graphically, these games have are getting better and better. Yeah, uh, there was a um, Mortal Shell. Did you end up playing that, Nick? No, I wanted to, but I did. I did take a look at that as well. Yeah, but uh, that yeah, was a beautiful game. Uh, last game so on the radar saying? is Obsidian Prince. Uh, this is a tactical turn-based roguelike, which I don't think I've ever played. Um, I'll take a roguelike any way I can, and uh, tactical turn-based is probably my favorite form of combat. Even though I haven't played one in a while, not since the. I barely played that uh, Trial of Fire game. But, um, yeah, so it'd be good to play a roguelike in that sense. And uh, you build a team. It felt, from the description, I got a little bit of, like, Darkest Dungeon out of it, Bobby. Like, as your guys die, more come in. And it's a random troop that you get to select which ones you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, they all have their own. Yeah, they only stats and yeah, exactly, and they're they're kind of unique. So, okay. so the replacement troops are randomly generated. The dungeons you're going into are randomly generated, and uh, you try to get through the whole game like that. So, all of that sounds pretty cool to me. Um, very few people have this game or reviewed it. There's only twelve reviews right now. It's only uh, like ten bucks right now at US. Uh, twelve bucks. Um, I'm going to wait and see. It's still in early access, but uh, I did click follow, and uh, maybe if it's good, it'll work up to my wish list. Very coveted hmm. area, Bobby. VIP games only. <laughs> only VIP games. Yeah. yeah. How many games do you have on your wish list? I have 11. Probably something like that. Maybe nine, something like that, if I was going to guess. I have like three. Wish- we should go through them one day. Maybe next episode we'll do a bit where we uh, go through our wish list. Wish list. <laughs> you know what's on my wish list is a lot of games that haven't come out yet. Because what happens is I put games on my wish list and then I never buy them. And then I look at it again. I'm like, look, this has been on my wish list for almost a year now. I haven't bought it. It's get, it's going off the wish list. No, that happens to me yeah. all the time. Or so, I'll be like, I obviously put this... I was drunk and I let this game into the VIP area. <laughs> like you're you're getting booted, son. Getting Although rejected. you know, it, sometimes, dude, it completely works. Like I believe it was. Um, I'll talk about it later. I dra- Dracula Genesis. I put it on my wish list. Mm-hmm. I got that email while I was at work, and I just happened to be on a break. I checked my email. Hey, 
this game's on sale. I was like, ooh, 12 bucks for this game that I put on. I didn't even mm-hmm. remember putting it on the wish list, right? I was like, fuck it. I'll pick it up. Yeah. Click it. In, and then it says, do you want to install it? Fuck yeah, I'll install it. And when I got home, it, there it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like two buttons and money spent, oh, buddy. Man. Yeah, they, they really know good. how to make a sale. But yeah, that, it's good for that. The wish list is great if you just want a game and you're like, I could wait on this. I just want to know when it's on sale. And, you know, as soon as it's like a decent price, I'll, I'll buy it. And yeah, they do a good job about emailing you and then making it very easy to to convert that sale. Yeah. But, uh, the majority of mine still are games that have not come out, and I just kind of want to know when they do come out. Because they also email you and let you know, oh, this game is released or it's in early access now, and gotcha. you can buy it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I never really use that. I never really use that feature. Like, I, I have one item on my wish list, and can you guess it? Uh, something, uh, Daka something, Squad? Or? Something Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, it's Dark Tide. Dark Tide, yeah, yeah. Dark Tide. Yeah, it's like the only thing that's on there. And the only reason I have it is so that the concrete date, when it once it's announced, you know, get a notification. That's about it. For your overall psyche and mental health, dude, I hope that that game is good because I feel like uh, 80%. No, I'm, I, 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 live in my, I live my life in the sense of, like, I think all Warhammer games are going to be trash <laughs> until I actually play them. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's worked out pretty good for me so far, so... I have 113 items on my wish list. What is wrong with just, you, dude? It's the button I press on every Steam page, so it, that's how I use the button. All right, but so I, if Nyx is out of the way and Snipers is out of the way, should we just take a look at ours, Bobby? Well, he's or, trying to bring them up, but apparently it won't load it. I don't know if that's because he's not logged into his account, but uh, mine should be think, viewable to everyone. Yeah, man, too. Think, yeah, my profile is public, and it says you guys have nothing on your wish list. That, yeah, that, that, not that true. is not true. <laughs> All right. Well, next episode, little teaser. Let's I'll tell you what's I'll not on my wish list. I Dracula Genesis because I just bought it. Uh, like I just talked about. Um, it's a twin. St- <laughs> it's a twin stick shooter roguelike. I know this is my thing, Bobby. But how long? It, it's been a while, right? Since like one came out that I pl- talked about. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Um, this is my jam, dude. I love fucking twin stick shooter roguelikes. Um, <laughs> Binding of Isaac, um, Nuclear Throne. Uh, and speaking of Nuclear Throne, that reminds me of this game a lot. Uh, this has very uh, good pixel graphics. It's got that um, three-quarters view. What is it that called, Bobby? Isometric. Yeah, an isome- isometric view. Isometric. It's too many syllables for me. Um, it's, it's post-apocalyptic. It, it does the whole, like... Um, nuclear threat, like radiation, all this stuff, but it does it really well. All, everything's been done before, but it's throwing everything but the kitchen sink at it. I mean, there's so many guns. There's modifiers for each guns. Not just are there modifiers for the guns, but there's genetic um, pickups that you uh, change your your uh, guys' abilities. Um, not just that, but as as you lock on, um, you unlock more guys, and all they have their own suites of abilities, and it just goes on and on. There's like insane amount of depth depth in this game, um, and it all looks fucking awesome. I'm a huge fan of the artwork. Um, if I were gonna say one thing, I'm like, I mean, oh yeah, this rogue likes hard, yeah, it, duh, but. You know, you get used to a certain thing. 
I can't. I barely got to the second level after probably thirty minutes of play. I barely got to the second level, and you know you're used to being good at something, and then you play something that you're used to, and it kicks your ass. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Uh, it's interesting because this game has jumping, um, and most of these games <laughs> do, do not like. Like, think about Bayern of Isaac having jump. I guess it does if you have a certain item, but you can, like, generally that's how you avoid things because there's some bullet alley areas, and the only way you can get over it is by jumping. And it adds a whole new thing to the game. Uh, there's also a little bit of platforming with the jumping. I, I've never, it's not been done before. Like, generally when you're playing 26 shooters, it's very flat. And this adds another dimension to it. It's this game's got it all, guys. Like I'm having a really good time with it. Um, maybe I'll play another thirty minutes next week and talk about that. Can't I don't know. Wait. I think this it looks fun. As someone like one of my all time favorite games is a twin stick. Actually, two of my all time favorite games are twin stick uh, roguelikes. It's hard to compare any of these to Isaac and Hades, man. Yeah, I know. Well, like it's hard to compare Isaac and Hades at all. I know that they, they share a lot of similarities, but this is good, dude. I like the animation. It reminds me of Nuclear Throne. Yeah, or Nuclear Throne. A little bit of, uh, what was the other one? Gun something? The first thing that it reminded me of was uh, Metal Slug. Oh, yeah, Metal, Metal Slug. Metal Slug? Yeah. I, dude, I love that game. Yeah, the art is uh, like pretty much Metal Slug, but like better. Hmm. Metal so, Slug and Time Crisis were both my arcade games. Somebody else staples. go so I can go get a drink. All right. Well, we should talk about Scavengers. We all played it except for Emilio here. And um, got to say, I was uh, really surprised by this game. So there was a beta that I received a key to, and that's how I got in. But I guess now they have opened it up to everybody. So anybody can jump into the beta. And I recommend that you do because this game is good. It doesn't look like it would be. It's another Battle Royale game. And... After they ran me through the tutorial, I was like, yeah, I get it, whatever. And I went in there, and I really wasn't expecting much, but I really turned around on this game pretty pretty much immediately after like the first or second playthrough. Um, it is a Battle Royale game. It's everything that you're used to. You've got teams of three. Uh, you're, you're in there fighting against other teams of three. It's got a circle that slowly closes. But what I really like about this game is the main objective isn't really to kill other people. You go in, you collect data, and then you try to extract that data and get out with it. Um, and that little change there, well, I guess it's kind of a big change, but that change makes everything so much different. Like it's, I feel like it makes space for people like me who are not good at these types of games where you, uh, these battle Royale games where it's so, uh, the combat heavy and the emphasis is really on the combat. Um, so yeah, I don't know. How did you like it, Nick? Because you have far more hours in battle Royale games than I do. I, I gotta say, this is the first BR in a long time that I've played that actually kept my attention and, Usually if I don't like a game, right? Like if I'll play, I'll give it, I'll give a game two hours, right? If I don't like it, I'll never come back to it. I played two hours with randos, which I never really do in, in, in BRs. And I loved it. And then the next day I played another hour and a half, uh, you know, with a couple of listeners and snipers. So, um, 
I, there's a lot of positives about this game, and there's a lot of negatives. Um, the uh, positives greatly outweigh the negatives. I, like the whole gathering data thing is awesome. I uh, another thing is I love how the game continues to intensify as the as the uh, round continues because in some BRs like it's like okay like we're getting ready. There's only ten people left. There's only six people left. There's only three people left, mm-hmm. and like it ends up just whoever can hide out the longest and like the other two that are fighting, you just shoot whoever wins and then you win that. In this game, you don't even need to stick around to the end. Of course, there's benefits to doing that, but you could just get, say like, Hey, we got a lot of data. Let's get out of here. Let's take one of these pods. And so there's a lot of, I wouldn't say multipliers, but things that affect your score. So, uh, just a overall like uh, explanation of the of the game. So there's teams of three. Uh, you're working on collecting data by either killing enemies, killing other people, or going to data points and absorbing the data that way. Yeah, and there there's, there's a lot, a of, lot PvE of PVE in this game too. A lot of there. Yeah, there's a lot enemies. of PVE. There are different PVE factions that have different ways to play. There's like zombies. There's like scavengers, and there's like kind of like a paid militia. Um, so you can, there's also, and you, I don't know if you got to this because I actually got to finish around. I got to the final section and extracted and everything. Um, there are bosses and then there are like insane bosses. Like at the end, the robot is constantly calling in things essentially to make either players fight or, uh, you know, to distract them. And uh, it, it just throws more into the game than just like, oh, I'm going to wait till the last person's alive and then kill him and then win and get my my crown or whatever the fuck it is. Um, and the thing is, your performance in game greatly uh, affects your out of game uh, progression, because if you extract data points, you can either keep all your data to the end and extract with them on the on the ship that leaves or you can go to a data relay and upload your data that way. Mm-hmm. And there are benefits for both. Hmm. So, Nick, is it kind of like a multiplayer Tarkov? Obviously not the shooting part, but um, the whole play to keep aspect, like you're playing for something outside of the game. There's a little bit of an element to that because you do kind of yeah. risk it as, as you go in there. Um, now, as you go, uh, as you're playing in this map, they also have these weather effects. So you have to take cover from time to time. Um, th- there's crafting and that's what you use the data for, right? To unlock more craftable materials, if I'm not mistaken. So, yes. So you unlock, so your data that you get in, in, so we'll say in game and out game, right? Out game is menus. In game is actually shooting and rolling around. So your in game data that you receive allows you to research other things um, out game in an out game, you can research like new weapons and things. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you get those weapons in game. Yeah. But now it you means you can do So it's almost yeah. like a roguelike. Yeah, in that totally. sense, wow. Where you go in, you, you get a good run and you get lots of resources. Then you, you can spend that in like the hub outside the game. Interesting. And then you go back in and you're a little bit better off because of it. Yeah. Not a huge advantage, but um, you have the opportunity to get better things. The pool of things that are yeah. awarded to you. Um, 
It, why the shitty? Why the shitty uh, reviews? Well, the negative experience that I've had with this game is just purely technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked Same. to other people that have had similar experiences, and it seems to be across the board. So for me, when I was loading into the game, the first like 10, 15 seconds of the game was super choppy, just mm-hmm. like a slideshow. Um, I talked to some other people who said they were having that problem whenever they entered and exited buildings. Um, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was Nick. And then for a while, the game wouldn't even load for me. It kept crashing because I had something running in the background. And then another friend who was trying to load up the game, it kept crashing for him, said he didn't have enough RAM. So there's a lot of technical issues with this game right now. It is early access. This is a beta. This is why they do betas, to figure out what the problems are and identify them so they can then fix them. So I'm not going to be too harsh on it for that. But I think the core concept and the design of this game is really good, mm. especially for a so, battle royale. I think it just adds so much to yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds like it, it's taking a, um, a bunch of other genres and kind of like taking the best yeah, parts. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like a little bit of a roguelike. It's a little bit of the division because there's so much PvP. Yeah. Um, it's a little the, bit I of think like the, I think the legends. division is probably the most close as far as gunplay goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the gunplay. So I didn't get to play a whole lot of characters. In fact, I just played one. Um, each character has their own special ability, and everything seems pretty standard. Like the guy I played had a healing aura that he could throw down, and he had an assault rifle that was like his special thing that he could craft. And of course, you can get more. Um, but I don't really know how much variance there is with the guns, uh, and I know that's very important to a lot of people. Um, so right now there are only seven or eight guns you can find in the game, but it's also like the rarity system. So you can find mm-hmm. a revolver, but you can also find like a green revolver and the green revolver is better than the blue, like the yellow, I mean the mm-hmm. white revolver. Um, but the way that it works is that every character has a craftable weapon. So you find enough s- scrap. So this game also has a lot of like, I shouldn't say currencies, but things you have to manage. Your character gets hungry. Your character gets cold. Which is stupid. I think they should take that out. The The hunger thing is dumb. Like, you pick up raw meat or you can get bandages and stuff to heal you. But I, I don't know. I guess your character gets hungry and you press a button and he's not hungry. It's just like, why is that even in there? That seems like... So apparently, apparently there are weapons that take advantage of people that have less hunger than you. And things mm-hmm. like that. Like So the cryo grenade, which I only got to use once... If you are, um, it can instantly kill you. If you are um, starving, if you're like already cold or starving, it can almost <laughs> instantly kill you. Like you're, and it's, you're a, overall, it's a rare grenade. Yeah. You're less robust when you're hungry. I haven't had my Cheerios. That's kind of interesting. That is interesting. But still like the hunger and, thing. I, I don't know. I, I'd probably need I think more time that, to play around with that, but. I think it's them trying to, trying to incorporate things to make them different. Which that doesn't make them too different. Um, yeah, that's I think every this game can, survival game out there. Yeah, I think this game can do a lot. Um, there are vehicles, which I've only ever seen one, which is like a floaty car. Yeah, um, I, I floaty like car. Do, yeah, it's this little <laughs> hover car that you can build. But I really like how they do the uh, scrap in the game. So when you're running around yeah. and you're looting, you're grabbing scrap. You kill people, you get a little bit of scrap. Um, that's like your in-game currency and your team shares it. So we can say, 
all right, you spend 100 scrap to upgrade your armor. I'm going to spend 200 to upgrade my gun. Let's make sure we've got 400 mm. so we can build this vehicle or 600 so we can open this um, crate. They have these crates that drop from the sky with good stuff in it. The little bit that I read about it, it, was, uh, it did talk about how you as a team have to decide what direction you guys are going to go with with your scrap, but I guess. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. You decide as a team because you share that resource. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like so that. So that's a lot going on, man. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah that's cool. the whole thing is that, like, there's always something to manage or go on. And every time I've played the game, like every round I've played, every time I've engaged other players has always been on accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had a similar experience. It's, it's really interesting that, to say the least. Well, I like the game a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Um, I, I need more time with it before I can give it a more fair review. But uh, compare this to other battle royales. There's a lot of time I feel like when I play a battle royale that I'm just running around with my teammate. Maybe we're looking for guns, but yeah. really we're just waiting for an encounter yeah, to happen. Right. This game fills the gap with all sorts of stuff to do engaging stuff Get, to do that's not boring you're you're engaged in pvp combat with other things you you have a, a storm that you have to dodge you're collecting scrap and spending that crap uh something's scrap. always happening yeah yeah you're busy yes. doing other stuff and then oh hey there's another team there that happens to be here uh do we engage or no um the, then you make that decision now nick uh you said the vision was the closest with the uh the shooting how it felt uh, when mm-hmm. you shoot in the division, you see numbers. Like it almost feels like an RPG in that way. Is that there what's are going numbers on? in this game? There yes. are there, so. there are numbers in this game. There are things that inhibit and amplify damage, uh, range, uh, what type of weapon you're using, what you're firing at, and things like that. Yeah. And of course, um, this I got is a nerd boner. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's this good. Is, you should check it out. Um, and when you shoot somebody, a num- the number that pops up is blue if they have armor on, um, red, I think, if you're doing damage to their health, which is not anything new, but that's a nice... So, no, you know, no, no, no. Red damage is actually a critical hit. So, if oh, you hit okay. someone in the head or some other of the enemies, they have different critical areas, it's critical damage. White damage is just normal damage. Hmm. Uh, now, I'm just yeah. going to bring this up because I keep seeing the same screenshots. It looks like there's a guy running, like, the Flash. He has, like, streaks behind yeah. him. Is there super so, speed? So every character, okay, so this is this is weird. So it's a it's a draft system. You, your team is devised up by characters. They give you three characters for free because there's three people. Like you can't have a copy of the same character. Every character has a craftable weapon, and every character has a special ability. Mm. Now it's not like an ultimate ability. You can actually use the some of the characters. It's literally like a forty second cooldown or a thirty second cooldown. Some of them it's a little longer. The one that you're seeing, yeah, he gets super speed and he runs really fast. But there's another character where it's a really interesting mechanic. It's the guy that has like a poleaxe. What he does is that he has damage mitigation, but it's only when you're running at someone. Oh, that's so awesome. What yeah, a great idea. So his craftable his craftable item is a poleaxe. Like so there's melee weapons in the game as well, but his is like a really long poleaxe that you can whack people with. 
and uh, it's like he kind of like shoots a tunnel in front of him, and that's the area of damage mitigation. So it's pretty cool. I, I swear, I feel I feel like you guys are gonna say like, and then there's puzzles, guys. Mm-hmm. You start doing Tetris in the corner, and then you get extra points. It sounds like this game has everything. Yeah, they, they put a it's, lot in here compared to a game like Crucible that came out. Uh, it just Crucible seems so simplistic yeah. compared to this, which is probably why it didn't succeed. Um, I don't know what the price point on this game is is going to be when it comes out. Is that's the scary to play? part, dude? If it's free to, oh, play. It free to play, yeah. But here's here's my concern um, long term for this game. So yeah, it is free to play. Uh, there is you do kind of level up. You don't have a huge advantage if you collect a lot of data um, and you play this game a lot. Eventually, you're going to unlock a lot of stuff, and you have you know you aren't guaranteed that stuff when you go in the game, but. Um, you have more stuff available to you that you can craft. Uh, so you will have a slight advantage. So there probably needs to be some sort of matchmaking uh, that will pair up the people who yeah. have more stuff unlocked with the others who have more unlocked. But then again, in a battle royale, when you have like 19 teams or 20 teams or whatever it is of three people, then sometimes that stuff doesn't matter as much. Now, Nick, um, I know you, you only got to the end once, but... Mm-hmm. You were saying that there's kind of like weird shit that happens at the end. It might not just be a shootout between two teams. So there's a little robot and it follows you around and follows everybody around and it connects to the network called Mother. And Mother is like this like network that is constantly scanning the area. Also, I I forgot to mention this while we were even playing. Uh, You have a Halo style um, uh, mini map. So if someone moves... Uh, you can see them is if they, if they move, like it's constantly bleeping out like a sonar kind of, and you can see other for everybody always for everybody always. Yeah. But if you're not moving, then you don't show up weird. Um, so at the, so the game is constantly evolving. Like I said, it's constantly changing and amplifying. So I only got to face two bosses, like a, a low-level boss and then a medium-level boss. And then I passed by a high-level boss, and I said, fuck that. We're not fighting that. Um, so when you look at the map, I mean, there's so much to talk about about this game. So guess how the game starts, Emilio? I don't know. You You literally just appear <laughs> randomly on the map. And so... From what I've read online, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it has to. It why do we need a parachute? Why, why do we have? I mean, the parachute thing was kind of a cool idea, but I don't know why we have to do that anymore. Like, let's just let's get let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, you literally just appear and then you just start picking up shit. Um, and so every team spawns a minimum and a maximum of distance away from another team or teams. You can literally run into someone within like the first thirty seconds, or you can be like two minutes, it's all depending on where you're going, right? right? And there are places to make you to go that the game wants you to go to. So you either are fighting PvE and PvP, or you're fighting PvP, or you're fighting PvE. Like, there's constantly stuff going on, like Bobby said. And so, an, a, a low-level boss is like, you go to this area, let's say it's the junkyard, right? The junkyard has a data stone where you can scan it and you get data. Uh, or research, that's what it's called. And so you go there, and every every single little area that has a research stone has like a mini boss. He has like stronger armor. Um, maybe one one person can take him down, right? And then there's like a smaller boss which has like a special abilities. Like there was this one where 
he has like a big axe and he like waves it around. Like he starts twirling it and things just start exploding in front of him. And he also charges at people. And then there's like a biological boss. And essentially the game upgrades the bosses in these little areas. And at the end, it's either purple or yellow bosses or purple or yellow mining areas. Cause in the beginning it's either worth like the little mining areas are worth 15 or 30 research. But at the end, everything's worth like 75 or a hundred. And so you can make it to the end of the game without killing a single person and fighting PVE and still win the game because the game doesn't matter on who, uh, you know, who is alive the longest Although if you're the last team alive, then you ultimately win. It's whoever has the most research. So if me, Bobby and you are playing and we're playing against Warconius, white dynamite and, uh, uh, recycle recycled, we can, and we have a thousand research and they have, they have 800 and you're the only person left alive, Emilio. And the ship is going to take off in 10 seconds. As long as you're alive on the ship, then we win. Interesting. Yeah. So but crazy. there's one more interesting thing about this game. I played with both Nick and Bobby separately, and uh, I can say definitively that I was the best player. So I think I'm going to go pro. How's that possible? <laughs> Nick's really good at this stuff. This, nope. this no, not I wasn't this. that good in this one. No, yeah. He sucks. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I wasn't that good in this. I think this is one of the games that you kind of get to get used to. You can also get dealt a really shitty hand. Like when me and when me and um, Sniper were playing together, for like ninety percent of the time, I just had a sawed-off shotgun, like nothing else, just a sawed-off shotgun. So like, I couldn't help anything when we were getting shot at from like longer than ten feet away, and so <laughs> I felt so useless. And then we also had a technical glitch well, that prevented dude, me from from revi- reviving our partner. From all the screenshots that I'm seeing, it's all in Canada, it looks like. So you had a fucking home field advantage, Sniper, is what it sounds like yeah, to me. Yeah, it's unfair, but uh, I'll take it. Well, you guys... So, uh, you so last thing I do want to mention, though, on it, and this is interesting. So, Emilio, everybody is entitled to a respawn, right? Yeah. So let's say me and Bobby are playing, Bobby and me die, and you're alive if you disengage and you manage to run away and run away for a certain amount of time, me and Bobby will respawn instantaneously. So I'm like a, a, a spawn point. Yeah. Well, uh, we, kind we of, because we can also spawn hella far from you. Yeah. Well, we would respawn anyway, but it would take a minute, I think, is the yeah. cooldown on that. And then, but the thing is, if we so all the three of us die, the then we don't bomb? respawn at all. If your entire team is killed and nobody's left alive, then you lose. Um, yes. So the game doesn't end until the boss is defeated? No. So all teams can get eliminated except for one, right? But the the game ultimately ends the last two minutes of the game. A ship lands in the middle of the map or somewhere on the map. And the main objective is to get to the ship with the most amount of research. But there's other ships throughout the game that you can get on and leave, right? Like you don't have to stay until the end. Yeah, you can actually leave early, and you you can also deposit your research. So if you want to keep gambling, you can leave. I mean, you can do that. So this division, uh, Bainu of Isaac, uh, of um, fucking Borderlands, uh, all this stuff, also has la- uh, fucking 
What's the fucking zombie game? Uh, Last of Us. Your favorite game? Left for Dead. Left for Dead. Has Left for Dead as well, where you're trying to get on the helicopter before. It's got it all, guys. It's got it all. It's got it all. Oh, by the way, the ship at the end is also a battle arena. Like it's like there's like walls and cover areas, so you're supposed to fight in there, and it's chaos. Well, I'm excited. Yep. Yeah. It's free. It's if it's open. less than sixty bucks, I'll buy it. So well, I it's like going it to be lot. free to play even when it comes out. Yeah, right? I feel like they're gonna uh, they're gonna bolster their player base by. Uh, being able to unlock characters by playing, and then uh, they're going to make money by people paying for those characters. Yeah, well, you can buy some in-game currency, too, and you get XP boosts and other things as well. So, yeah, they'll probably just monetize that way. Yeah. But I think that's a good model. I mean, I just I don't think it would work well if they charged a whole lot for this game. But, yeah, check it out while it's in beta, and... Um, I don't know. I might play a little bit more this week. We'll see if I I'm, have the time. I, yeah, I'm down to play. I didn't want to stop playing. We, we had Pulsar on Friday night, so we had to stop playing, but no. I would have loved to play more of this. Bobby is telling me that he wants to play a, one of these games. I'm like, what is going on? It must be good. <laughs> yeah, well, even Apex Legends, I was like, oh, yeah, this game's good. I, I Super solid. I yeah. would play more of it, but I, it wasn't... Uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to do it. This game, like we were, we were having a lot of fun with it. Nice, yeah, awesome. So as Christian, and uh, it cost anybody anything? No, no, yeah, it was all free. Yeah. Um. So as far as other games, uh, way different than this. Uh, I ended up playing. It takes two. Yeah. Um. Have any of you guys heard of this or played it at all? Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, it was, it was probably when you were. Took you two week hiatus, man. Yeah, I've, I've played the first two levels, I believe, with Mila. So yeah, so so did me and Leslie. This game had is tied for quickest time to cry for <laughs> me and Leslie, um, tying God of War, the newest one. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. Like it's it's pretty. It it's really fucking fun. Like, me and Leslie love it. We played it even past our bedtime, and we like we, we loved it. Um, we think the characters are funny. We think, you know, the gameplay is awesome. Um, I, I, I want to play more. We're going to play more. Uh, we'll probably beat the game. I think it's Warconius that recommended the game uh, on on Discord. Everyone's and recommending he's like, it. Man. Yeah. And uh, it's because of his recommendation. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to play it. Yeah, man. Uh, the part that I... So did you beat the toolbox? Did you get yes. that? Um, what I really liked about the game that I, that I kept mentioning was the um, asymmetrical co-op. So, you know, one person was a hammer, the other person was a nail. And it, it seems like, uh, from what I've seen from screenshots and videos, that that continues. You know, they keep giving yes. one person one ability and one person the other ability. And just the very creative ways that they have, they make that come up. What do you think about the superly overly Mexican fucking love, love book? Oh, man? I think it's I think it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I think right? dude, he's so good. He's what? always dancing and gyrating and shit. It's so funny, <laughs> dude. When he's like the the running towards her, it, it was probably the funniest part for me when they're running towards their daughter and they're like, "Oh, there she is. Let's get her. Let's get her." And he shuts the door. He goes, "Nope." You guys have more work to do. It just shuts the fucking entire door on their face. And he's like, nope, you got more fucking work to do. 
Yep. Love it. And uh, I, you know, this is a game that mixes perfect storytelling without a triple A price point with, you know, pretty entertaining graphics and just a great way to make you and your loved one or homie or whatever, just talk and, and interact and work together. Or your love homie, your love homie. Hey, yeah, I love homie, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, Cholo's got to love. Bobby, you going to uh, play this with your, your your lady? Yeah, maybe this summer when I've got more time, I'd love to play this game. Um, I still haven't tested it out because this is on Steam, but it uses third-party DRM through Uplay yeah. or Origin. 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 Okay, so I'm I may playing, not be able to I'm play it on PS5. Oh, you're playing on console. Okay. So I may not be able to play it on Emilio's account, but still, like, this looks like a game worth investing in. The reviews have been great, not only from, um, like, the respectable media outlets, but just, like, word of mouth. Everybody who's played this game loves it. Overwhelmingly positive on Steam. I mean, that's... Yep. Definitely very solid, man. Um, So I got around to playing Tabs multiplayer. Uh, Sniper is mad at me because I didn't do it with him, but... I got to take it where I can get it. Uh, me and JP Diddy played it for about 20 minutes the other day. And um, I got to say, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. First of all, initially, it's, you know, it's my army men. I've been talking about it forever. I said it, uh, I set up my army. Uh, he set up his army and then we watched them fight. And somehow the loss when you're playing single player, there's a challenge. You have to beat this army with this amount of points. And then that's it, right? So the, you keep trying different combinations until you beat it. So there's a, kind of like a puzzle mechanic behind it. The only thing behind uh, playing multiplayer is kind of like, it, sure, there's a point system and there's a unit max that you can use, uh, which felt weird because you couldn't put like epic battles together, giant battles. Mm. I think we had 30 each was the maximum. And we, you know, you, what I did like was he could propose rule changes and I had to agree to them. So I thought that was pretty cool. So we maxed everything out, uh, maximum money or points or whatever, and maximum, uh, troops, which was 30. And then, you know, you set up your toy soldiers and you watch them fight and then, oh, you're like, oh, I won. And then he's like, oh, I won. And we're talking about other stuff. And there just wasn't a ton there. It definitely was fun for five, mm-hmm. ten minutes. I don't see it going past. Like, you're not going to get hours and hours of of crazy multiplayer mm-hmm. content. Yeah. So you, you have no way of influencing the battle after it's begun. So you can... Just like in the regular game, you can like jump into one of the characters. And I was like, once we figured that out, I was like, oh, we're going to have so much fun now. So we started playing um, like one archer versus one archer just to see who could kill each other. But the latency was so far off because that is not that's not what this is built for. It's built for, mm-hmm. you know, watching armies collide in, you know, AI controlled environments. It's not really Twitch, you know, Counter Strike. That's yeah. not what they're going for. The the latency is not a factor when they were doing this. So it's kind of like they just threw this in there. And so, you know, definitely check it out. Definitely get your twenty minutes of fun. 
but I don't, unless they put like game modes in there, capture a flag, something, I don't even know how you would do that because they're just yeah. basically maybe some way to build points that you can then spend on troops. I don't know how you would do like that. Like in an ongoing battle, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They would have to do more. I don't think they will. They don't have to. The base game is so fucking good. It doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. uh, this was just something extra I feel I threw in. And so it's fine. I'm not going to complain. I had a good time with my buddy, you know? Hmm. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this week I also played more Warhammer Vermintide 2. Um, got back into this. And I... After playing it last week, I wasn't really impressed with the roguelike. Um, but then I went back to it, and now I, I liked it a lot more. I think I kind of appreciated a little more of uh, what they were trying to do with that and the challenge. So I tried the second and third difficulty. The third difficulty was just a little too hard. We couldn't beat it, but the challenge was there. Um, I played more of the classes. I really like how they do the careers with the characters. So you have your uh, dwarf character, but he's got three three or four different careers. Well, four, one is locked behind a paywall. Um, and one's tanky, one's like more melee attack. And really quick, Bobby. Ranged. Yeah. Uh, the, the paywall one, is mm-hmm. it like you have to pay three bucks for that one? Or you pay one thing and you get all the fourth? I think you have to buy them it's individually. It's $7 for, for the one character. Yeah. Jesus. These yeah. motherfuckers, dude. There might that... be a DLC behind it. Yeah, and of course it's the best me... one, too. It's the one with the Gatling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the cool one. It's literally called Rogue Engineer. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. The, the Captain it's still Fantasma. on sale right now. The Captain Phantasma armor. Yeah. Um, I played the witch, though, which I always thought was one of the more interesting characters in this game because of the way that that, um, the way it works with the spells, it's kind of a harder character to play. Yeah, she's a glass cannon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I appreciated a lot more things. Like, I just picked up on a few more details of this of this game. So when you beat one of the levels, uh, you get some bonus from it. And you can really make a decision as a team, like, what are we stacking here? So one time we played through and we were just trying to get as much crit as possible. And then, of course, like, the other boons that we can get could make or could increase that for the players themselves. And you can really build some momentum and have a little more uh, variation in your your gameplay. Um, I was going to play the campaign and just see what that was all about, but I don't think there really is a campaign. They just have a bunch of single-player maps, and you can play through those. But So there is, there is a campaign, and it um, essentially, if you want to follow the story and the campaign and everything, mm-hmm. you have to play with people that you know and that don't skip the cutscenes and shit. Because there is a storyline, like there is like you're going to this town to cleanse this area and you're going to this place to take care of this, like, you know, chosen and a bunch of other stuff. And there's like I said, the one of the main differences from the the roguelike and the main game is that there's actual bosses like life bar at the top, big bosses that kill you in like one or two hits. Okay, And yeah. And so this is one of the games that I would love to like schedule a time to play because it's always so hard to organize four people to play one game, you know? Yeah. Um, and so this is one of the games like 
if you ever got rid of that like pulsar game, maybe we could play Vermin's Head or something. But <laughs> you guys ever got rid of it, like flush it down the toilet or well, I don't stab know. But it. What, I, what I'm saying is like it needs to be scheduled like Pulsar. Well, yeah. like it's like hey, every Thursday well, at five, we're I'm gonna play all this about game. Schedules these days, so maybe um, yeah, maybe we could do that because I would still like to play through the campaign. The, I think the real key here is the the challenge and the difficulty it's kind of like deep rock or payday or a lot of these other co-op games where if you are killing floor two is the example i always use if you don't have it on the right difficulty it's you're not going to have a good time if it's too easy it's going to be it's almost less enjoyable than if it were too hard yeah so yeah i think up the difficulty to an appropriate level was really what turned it around for me but yeah i'd love to do the campaign i um i misspoke by the way so it's seven dollars for both of the um the paywall characters so it's two it's two dollars i mean it's three dollars for the uh grail knight which is the character i played which is like a knight with holy powers and then it's four dollars for the uh uh, Rogue Engineer, which is so like those the, are the only the ones that you can pay for because there's what five or six there's, classes. Yeah, the five or six. And so, so the other three paywall characters aren't out yet. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, and so from my understanding, the total worth of everything is supposed to be twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grail Knight got cheaper when the uh rogue engineer was released yeah. and so it, it, you know i think as we progress pr- progress we yeah, will, will see down. them get cheaper and they don't have a bundle for all of them or maybe they do i just didn't see they it. have a warhammer bundle um i think i mean i i okay well I i'm sure it'll be on their steam right page now, if but. it's there um this game has the same problem that heroes of the storm had though they make such a big elaborate deal out of opening loot boxes that after the first couple of them, you're just like, okay, I really don't care. Just give me my stuff. And they give you, uh, when you do the roguelike and if you beat it, you get a lot of stuff. And then of course there, you get chests for challenges. Open all. No, no. You have to click on the chest. It takes you to another screen. You have to click on all three things and then it goes, and they explode and there's fireworks. And then you have to do that three times and then you hit, okay, yes, thank you. And then you go on to open another 10. You know, you can skip all that, right? No, I didn't. How do you do that? <laughs> That's exactly you just what he's ma- talking about. You, you just literally tap spacebar, and it cancels the animation. It cancels the what you get screen, and you just tap spacebar. Oh, okay. All right. I will try that. Hopefully that yeah. will that will speed things up. I think you could do the same thing in HOTS, too. There is a way to speed it up, but it wasn't much, and you still were – you know, you could buy like 50 loot boxes in HOTS. So when you yeah. go through and open up all of them, it just took forever. So speaking of Warhammer and Emilio being gone, like the shitter he is. Um, so, are you into eBooks at all? Ebooks, like yeah, like you. Like, oh, sorry, Audible, uh, audiobooks. I was gonna say ebook. I mean, that's just like a a book, but on your phone. Um, yeah, I, I listen to a ton of audiobooks, and I'm actually pretty selective about that, though, because when people say I read a book, I'm like, well, if you listen to a book, that's a completely different thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I both read books and I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but I don't think I don't like how people some people consider audiobooks a replacement for normal books, I guess. So um recently a Warhammer book was only released via audiobook and doesn't come out 
um, for um, physical copy until July, and it's called The Infinite and the Divine. And what's really nice about it is it's not about humans. It's not about space marines. It's not about all that kind of shit. It's actually about two Necrons. And they're Necrons that extremely hate each other, but they almost have like godlike abilities and they just fuck with each other. And it's about a court case. Like they go to court to determine who's right and who's wrong in a certain situation. And I don't know what the end of the, you know, the book is. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but I'm just going to give you like one scene. So one of the characters can control time. And yes, it's as overpowered as you think it is, but one of the other characters can control space. So the character that can control space has a museum and it's a living museum. Like he thought a battle was so cool and he was watching it from space. He captured the whole battle and it's kind of like in a little pokeball and you can just watch the battle and he can just, and he's also kidnapped extremely powerful units in history and things like that. So this guy gets one of his, uh, his museum pieces stolen. And then the guy who controlled time goes across the galaxy, goes to where he lives and kills a bunch of guards and stuff all to just shoot him in the face. And he knows that even if he shoots him in the face, it's pointless because he's going to regenerate in a different body and he's almost unkillable. And it's all, all this work and all this, this whole chapter is just for this one character to spit in the face of the other. Apparently it's a funny book. It's got great writing in it. It's awesome. So, um, it it's on audible. You can get it right now for one audible token and, uh, yeah, you should check it out. Hmm. Called the infinite and the divine. It's about Necrons. I don't. I don't know if I got room for Warhammer. Necrons definitely have an interesting one. One of the most interesting origins. It's a, it's a one off book, Bobby. It's not like a okay. continuous story. Like it's a it's like it's a it's like a vignette kind of. Don't be fooled that, by the review. Go ahead, Christian. I was just saying that's how it starts. You have you read yeah. one one off book, and then you're fucking uh, fifteen novels. And I was going to say this too, Bobby. Don't be fooled by the reviews. The the five thousand positive like they're all four and a half stars. There's not one that dips into four and three and a half stars. All hundred novels are but it's all guys like Nick. They're just like five star, five star, five star, five star. Doesn't matter. They don't even read it, I think. Yeah. Book reviews in general, like not not like actual like written book reviews from like like right, right, right. actual people. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like user reviews. Yeah. User reviews for books are absolutely worthless. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's you know, probably because people are, I mean, you're preaching to the choir, uh, the, you're preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, people buy books that they know that they're going to like generally. Right. Don't you think? Well, yeah. There's a lot of fandom. Um, but there's also a lot of, uh, I don't know why, but more so than other, uh, media people buy a lot of reviews on books and you, yeah. you'll, you'll see this. Oh God. Um, like politicians always get book deals when they, uh, leave office or something. And they're always guaranteed like a deal with the publisher. Mm -hmm. And then like almost always that comes packaged with like, 
reviews mm. um, that it's really weird because I was looking at a couple books and I started noticing all the reviews started sounding kind of the same. Like they all mention the same thing, but in different ways. So yeah, I don't know. I've just come to the realization that book reviews just hardly ever matter. Although in some cases I've noticed some things that have been a little helpful, but I, I don't know. I don't know. A- I don't Amazon know reviews are almost like I discredit about sixty percent of Amazon reviews now, mm-hmm. just because. They- As do I. I. I look at the uh, where it's like proven. So, like when I look at reviews, and I had to do this for a bed frame this week, I looked at the reviews, and I only looked at the reviews with fucking photos, like either like like the hand taken reviews, like with photos where it's like got this fucking bed in the mail and it's missing like three slats and it's cracked in this corner, like or and like they yeah. like. Most of them you can tell by either the poor English or like the copy and paste yeah, fucking yeah, review. Yeah. Well, you, so, you've got to learn yeah. how to parse through um, reviews. But you, but you shouldn't some, have to. Well, yeah, I mean, In maybe, maybe that will <laughs> maybe that'll get better. Dude, my sister-in-law is in this like Facebook, I'm sorry, uh, Amazon review crew, group. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She gets free shit. Every month, yeah, for reviews. For reviews, and it's not even the thing that the free thing. It's like review these five things, five stars, and we're gonna give you this like fifty dollar thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole. Uh, there's websites you can go to where, like, you can you get, get stuff for free, reviews. and then yeah, exactly. You get free products, and then you review them, and most of it's all crap too. But you can glean some good information from reviews too. Like if you're shopping for, like, when I'm out there shopping for a lens. There's usually some really useful commentary in there when when people post stuff about it. Um, I would imagine which, so, but like you're not talking about like a. If I'm looking for a pooper scooper, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably three hundred thousand uh, different reviews for pooper scooper, but like lenses is a very specific. Like th- that's people that are in the know, passionate yeah. people about you know. But then again, it's all stuff you could find on YouTube with one click too, I suppose. Yeah. That's that's YouTube what I've been doing so really, much lately yeah. is That's really where it's looking at. is YouTube reviews. It's so much better because like you can actually see the fucking product. Yeah. Like when me and Leslie were trying to buy a bed frame, we're like one thing that we want is two supporting struts in the middle, right? Because we have a California King bed and if there's no if there's only one support in the middle you can it can start to sag one way or another. So yeah, we would like look at all these fucking these these bed frames and shit, and it, they all have the same fucking angles for their photos. Yeah, that's the and other thing. You can, and I'm just like, God damn it! I can't see the bottom mm-hmm. where you can see like how many like support struts are. And then we finally found one. We're like, Oh, this is perfect. Like this is the one we want. Yeah, I hate that when you're trying to find like one specific thing about an item that you want to purchase and like none of the reviews have it. Like if you're looking for like Nick's looking for a bed frame and you just want to see that underneath part and they never show it. But yeah, YouTube you reviews it, are Nick? great, but yeah, we ended up buying one. We ordered uh, it. I actually bought two because we're getting a new bed and we're putting the bed that we have now upstairs where Leslie's mom currently stays once she moves up. Nobody cares. Nick. <laughs> Thank you. But at the same time, <laughs> those, those YouTube reviews, man, you got to 
you got to zoom past all that what's up guys bullshit at the beginning. And then sometimes like the review is just some dude on a couch. Like I'm watching these lens reviews. I'm shopping for lenses, by the way, which is why I keep bringing this up. But I, I'm watching some of these reviews and it's just like a dude on his couch. It's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, show me the fucking lens, dude. Just <laughs> shut the fuck up and show me the lens. The one that I keep <laughs> running into, dude, is like, I'll be like, top this. Show me the top mid-sized trucks. To- show me the top multi-tools show me the top whatever and it's like uh something that looks like an algorithm put it all together like it's just like yep yeah it's it's like um welcome to this and it's a robot voice and it's like these are the and it just shows you the advertisements their own advertisements for each one of those and it just goes down the line with no particular order and i I so actually I do believe it's like an algorithm puts it together. So I actually looked, I looked into this because of the fact uh, I was just buying shit and I was like, best bed frame for calcing bed. Right. And the second fucking video was exactly what you just talked about. And I was like, I wonder, and I went to Amazon and I sorted by highest reviewed and it was literally the top five that were highest Mm -hmm. reviewed, even though they were all pretty much shit. And it's like, yeah, this bed is reviewed to be the best bed for Cal King mattress, and yeah. it's like a robot shittily pronouncing English words, yeah. and it's pretty bad. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, going back to my original point, the the most egregious errors I've seen in reviews seem to be with books because I don't think I've ever seen a book review that is like below three and a half stars, mm. like ever in my life. Also, mobile games. Like when when have you seen yeah. a mobile game review that wasn't below four and a half stars or four stars? Like yeah. they're all just Oh, that's a different beast, dude. Those they literally actively they, get people online yeah. to review them they trade for like, like five dollars. Currency for for review. Yeah. <laughs> this pooper scooper's the worst. Watching a weird commercial. Right? Oh my god! This is the best pooper scooper ever. It could go so wrong. It could just fall right <laughs> on your face when you put it up. It's um, it, it's like a uh, lacrosse stick in a way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like an elephant's trunk. Yeah, yeah. It's an elephant. You, you scoop ever, it up like you would a lacrosse. What is that guy? He could have. He could have put have down a streak the... for the fucking for the commercial, dude. You could have. Oh my god. Have you ever seen the fucking golf club you can piss in? No, that sounds awesome though. Why would you want to piss in a golf, in a golf club? Because you, you stick your dick in. It has a little fucking like nappy right there that you on put the fucking over your green. dick, and you you piss. Yeah, dude. What are you? What? Otherwise, you have to get back in your golf cart, drive all the way to the clubhouse. Wow, right, reminded me of a crazy story. That's I went ridiculous. golfing with a stripper one time, and she took a piss on the green. Oh, nice! That's a story oh, for the NSFW podcast. Yeah. That's By a the teaser way, for the next NSFW podcast. We're now We're announcing our new NSFW channel called War, War Stories. No. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, that would be a good invention. There you go. But yeah. Uh, why don't they just have porta potties out there? I guess because it's ugly looking. Fucking yeah, you're rich. You don't want to see some ugly shitter taking a dump in a fucking neon green porta potty on the green. If you pee in the golf club, the worst part is you have to drink it when you're finished. Oh, God. What? Why would you have to drink it? Legally. I don't know. It's just okay. a rule. Oh, got it. Uh, oh. Just going to shout out another podcast I've been listening to. I've t- I've mentioned it before. Uh, Dungeons and Daddies is 
fucking phenomenal. It is so good. Uh, it's a play podcast, uh, which I, you know, this is how I have to get my D and D because I don't have time to play D and D. I listen to other people playing D and D. These are talented, wildly talented uh, people that are doing it. Um, I believe the DM is, wrote uh, Borderlands Two. Um, he's, oh, he's so fucking smart, and he goes along uh, like I'm convinced that he. It's it's movie magic, Bobby, because the the things that he comes up with, what seemingly on the spot, I'm like, man, how is he doing that? Uh, the other guys are other people, just like in the entertainment industry, the, you know, people from LA. The uh, production values very good. Comedy, I'm laughing throughout. You don't even have to come close to being able to know what how to play D and mean, D and D is like twenty percent of this. It's mostly like. Uh, just people, people being jackasses. It's about four dads from our world that get sucked into the D and D world and have to find their kids that got sucked into the D and D world too. And, uh, they all have, you know, you have your sports dad and your weird dad and your, your eco-friendly, uh, Birkinsauts dad and your like drummer dad and, you go in there and of course one because the bard the other one becomes the warrior and is I, I you know i can't stress it enough it's just it's hilarious it's really well done and uh i've been addicted i've mm. knocked out like 25 episodes in the uh, two weeks might have to check it out yeah i, yeah. I need i'm gonna be going back to work soon uh and i need shit to distract me at work so <laughs> podcasts are good for that yep all right. Uh, we had a Twitch subscription, Curdle five four one fourteen months. Thanks, buddy. Damn. Thanks, Curdle. Year and two months. Nice. All That's right. so. And I don't know if you can see what Leslie just posted in the chat, but next time on Bobby's Grand Theft Auto Life, that's gonna be that's gonna be the fucking. NSFW podcast name is Grand Theft Auto Life or something of the sort, man. Uh, GTA Life. So, right. Zap uh, is back in the community. He was a big part of our community and then he left because me and him had an argument or something like that. Uh, but now he's back and everything is cool and we're glad to have him back. I never met him. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, he's a cool guy, man. And Zap asks, have you ever tried out any PC games that use the controller with haptic feedback? Forza, for example. Do you have, uh, do you think that feed, that, f- that the feedback is immersive or distracting? I lean towards uh, the distracting side on this. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not a controller player. Um, I can't think of any game I've played where I was like, oh, this is my controller rumbling is totally adding to this. Um, I've, I, I lean both ways. It's really cool for some games. Like I tried playing gears of war on, on, on remote when the newest one came out. Um, it was cool, but I'm like, Hey, I suck ass with the remote still. I mean now, so I need to use the mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice when you fire your gun, the remote jiggles and, or the, the trigger gets harder to squeeze. Um, but like when I'm playing Dark Souls, I don't want the fucking remote to vibrate every time I get whacked, so I gotta turn it off. Stop calling it a remote. It's called a controller, dude. What what is wrong with you? Whatever. 
<laughs> Whatever. Um, Sorry, Dad. Uh, I don't know much about any of this. Uh, what I do know is I read was the game that we were talking about before earlier that JP was playing. Nick, um, Re- Returnal, baby, Returnal, Returnal for the PS5 apparently takes takes um, the haptic feedback of the PS5 controller and turns it. I mean, there was a whole article about how it doesn't make. It's not like something that the game just has, like another feature, but apparently the haptic feedback makes the game itself better. Um, I haven't played the game. I don't know. Mm. It all sounds fucking Yeah, great. I think there's interesting things you can do with it. I think there was a game, and I can't remember which one, where they used the haptic feedback. It, the controller would rumble a little bit, and it, it, it can rumble a lot or a little. There's varying degrees to the, the rumble on this but it would rumble um when like an enemy was near or it must have been some sort of scary game or something so it would start to like rumble a little bit if they were far away as they got closer it would rumble a lot and i thought that was really cool i when this first came out i want to say it was the dreamcast and you had to install the rumble pack yourself yeah. that was like a separate thing you yeah. put its own batteries yeah i remember that was kind of a big deal but it, it's come a long way. Oh, I absolutely. think the newer ones are a lot better and the games utilize them a lot more. So there's probably some good examples out there that I'm not aware of. Well, for sure, the um, the Switch has some crazy ones. When you're playing like Mario Party, there's some sensitivity, multiple sensitivity. Uh, it's like it's taking your feeling of the controller into account. Hmm. So it's like... You're all holding your account, your your um, your controller, and then whenever whatever it is, the the weasel goes pop or whatever it is, like the first one to react to that the vibration going higher pitched is the one who wins, hmm. or uh, multiple ones like huh. that. There's like I there's probably five that I can I know of that have to do with sense. Like you you're uh, there's one where you're digging and you have to kind of like feel where the treasure is before oh, you start digging. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that shit's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really cool <laughs> because it's adding another sense to something that, you know, yeah. you, you don't usually do. Well, what about this? Rumble Mouse. Well, we were talking about that last week. Sniper was. Rumble Chair, dude. Oh, that's Rumble been done. Chair. Rumble Keyboard. Oh, God. Speaking of Rumble Chair, dude, I was eating uh, chicharrones last night. Right, and they're covered in cayenne pepper. Uh, Sam bought them from this like lady in the neighborhood. I don't know, and so I was like, "Oh, these are homemade," and I was like, "Oh, these are pure cayenne pepper." Whatever, couldn't stop myself. Ten percent in through the bag. I was like, "This is too hot. I'm gonna go put it down." Then I fast forward five minutes, not thinking anymore, watching TV, scratch my nuts. I had oh, the no. I had the hot nuts, dude, for at least forty five minutes. Wow! I took the baby wipes. I was wiping my balls with the baby wipes, and it kept getting hotter. And I was like, I think I have cayenne pepper on my underwear because they keep touching. So I so then I ended up having to put uh, a baby wipe diaper between my balls and my underwear, and that didn't help. I eventually had to take a shower. It's still, you know, to this day, Bobby, I'm still scarred. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Should have poured some milk on it. Yeah, oh, God. Or, or dip my... Yeah, like... 
<laughs> like Dunkin' Donuts, dude. I dick my balls <laughs> in some milk, dude. So, uh, All right. next listener question we have Anime Lover. Would you go into a full body virtual reality like Oasis, aka Ready Player One? And if so, what game from your Steam library would you want to play? Hmm. Full body I know my I know my answer. Yeah. Um, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Only reason is I'd have to do a lot of running and I'd stop being fat. <laughs> or I'd be really good with sniper rifles. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Or both. So that was a, or both. a weird thing in that movie. The book didn't really touch on this, but the movie in Ready Player One, the people who are wearing the Oasis virtual headset, they're like out in the streets running around doing virtual things in the virtual world, but also physically acting them out. And they're like in the street. So, you know, what, that in obvi- the book? No, no, in the movie. Oh. There's one particular shot, maybe a whole scene where this is happening. And I was like, yeah, that's not going <laughs> to, that would not work. Someone's yeah. going to get hit by a car. Um, but yeah, th- there was that full body suit that you could get for this. And I always said with VR and, you know, full body suit, whatever, or just the head, like I always thought that the social aspect was way more interesting than the game aspect. And of course you can kind of cross the two, you can blend them a little bit, but I always thought it was more interesting that, so I would think like a, like a social game, like world of Warcraft maybe, or something like that would be better. Not me. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, what's the game with all the dicks in the buttholes? Oh, what is um, that game? Genital jousting? Yeah, general yeah. jousting, general dude. Jousting. I I, I want to see what it feels like to be one uh, huge dick with just one huge butthole, dude. And fi- figure that out, dude. <laughs> Nobody, huh? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, if it's the full body suit and you want the full experience, sure. But I would think, like, if you really want to take in this. You can only fuck or be fucked. That's got to be a great life. <laughs> you don't have to My worry about eating fucking. or. All right, so. What are the options in real life? <laughs> are, are they substantially different and so <laughs> i don't know i don't know i would go for more of an rpg type of game something that you could really get lost in i was gonna say when i initially read this i thought skyrim and i was like it's fucking cold man it's cold and it's in the mountains it's not it's not a nice place to be what about the witcher yes yeah, witcher dlc what was that dlc uh, oh yeah, that that's like Dreamland, mm-hmm. um, Blood and Wine or something Blood like that. Wine, yeah, Blood and Wine, yeah, yeah, that's fucking beautiful, beautiful, Bobby. You, you nailed it. Nailed it. All right, what's everyone playing next week? Uh, I want to try Scavengers now. You guys having me fucking? Yeah, you should. Fired Everybody up. I should try Scavengers. Unless Nick uh, asked me. Do you want to play Scavengers? Because whenever Nick asks, to, everybody just shuts him down. Poor guy, man. He's just trying to bring the community together, and nobody fucking... He's like, hello, hello. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got a couple things I want to play this week. Resident Evil comes out. Um, Which one? Village. Uh, Village. Oh, Village, yeah. Okay. I'm going to be playing that with Leslie, because the last one we played together, um, I think, when I don't know. I can't. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The remake. Um, I got Scavengers. If anyone wants to play that, Warhammer Vermintide. If we somehow schedule that, I refuse to play with anybody else besides Bobby. Um, 
and fuck, there was one other game. Well, that's what I got so far. Hmm. All right. I'm going to try to play something Star Wars related. It is going to be May the 4th. I, I kind of want to go back and play Jedi Knight, you know, all-time favorite game, but I really feel like I'm at the point with this game. I played it so many times. I should really start trying to speed run it. Or stop playing it. No, no. That wouldn't, Aren't no, you excited for the remake of, of um, Knights of the, the Old Republic? Republic? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Here's the thing. I played Knights of the Old Republic, Republic 2 maybe five years ago, four years ago for the first time. I mean, I think I kind of loaded it up once before that and tried to play it, didn't really get too far into it. And then Knights of the Old Republic 1, I think I played that a year or two or ago, ago. So I don't really have the history with that game that a lot of people do. So when I played it, I was like, okay, this is cool. I see all like the cool things that they're doing and this would have been mind-blowing at the time, but uh, the wow factor wasn't quite there for me. But yeah, I mean, a, a remake would be a great way to experience that. But I don't know. It's, it's look, pretty. It's pretty cool because they they specifically said remake, not remaster, but remake. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do with it. There's a lot of ways you could go wrong with a remake, but hopefully they do it right. That is a incredibly beloved game, so they're they're really they really got to be careful. But yeah. yeah, you know, even with the speed running thing, I don't think I'm gonna like place high or anything like that but i think it would just be kind of a new fun thing to do especially because i know those maps so well at this point but i don't know i I really kind of wanted to go back to the force unleashed like i it's been so long since i played those games i remember them being kind of good sniper you gonna be playing some video games next week yeah man i picked up uh ken fold's pillars of the earth uh the dalek point and click Oh yeah, one, yeah. I mm-hmm. I read the book like forever ago, and uh, and the point and click game seems really fun. So I'm super excited. I'm like halfway through the first book and power through it. Nice. Uh, speaking for Bobby, Nick, uh, Sniper, and myself, uh, let's go with Warhammer 40k tits. Doesn't even make sense. Bye. Genetically modified. They have three lungs. As, we, as me Nine and the hearts. team that Leslie plays, you know, the, the Adeptus Sororitas, and the terms that everyone calls them are nuns with guns with buns. Mm. Because they have big, bu- big butts and big boobs and big guns. Beautiful. And they're nuns.